everyone, and welcome to Dance It Out, a Grey's Anatomy podcast. We're your hosts, Jasmine Petty. And Giuseppe Corallo. Thank you to everyone for joining us. Today we're going to be talking about this week's episode of Grey's Anatomy entitled Road Trippin'. So if you haven't seen it yet, uh, there are spoilers ahead. Uh, to start us off, uh, Giuseppe, how are you? How are you doing? Well, I'm fine, but if you hear my voice a little bit strange, it's because I have COVID. COVID got me. Yeah. So it's been a, a few rough days, but now it's getting better and I'm taking my time off, even if I have work to do, but you know, I'm getting better, I'm getting there. And I hope that by the end of the week, I'll be, I, I'll, I'll test negative and the COVID will be a thing of the past. I hope so. So it's been a, an interesting couple of days. <laughs> what about you, Jasmine? I'm good. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, you did tell me about it earlier. So like, this yeah. is not a shock to me. Uh, yeah. I don't want our listeners to think that I'm. <laughs> uh, I, I, I have to, I, I want to tell to our listeners that, you know, we had to record this episode and we tried to find the right time to do so, to do it. And I was like, oh, oh Jasmine, we have to postpone it. I feel really sick. Oh, Jasmine, can we postpone it again? So, but now here we are. Yes, here we are. Um, yeah, I'm doing okay. Uh, had a good week so far. Today was productive. Um, had a good weekend. I got, I hung out with a friend. I, we had to reschedule a few times because they weren't feeling well. Um, and I got to see them and I got some creative writing done. So, uh, yeah, so far, uh, my week has been productive and I, I had a good weekend. Mm, great. Great. It's always good to hear when someone has a good weekend because sometimes you don't have the time to, you know, to do all the things. Do you want to do that 30 second recap? Yep, count me down. Three, two, one, go. This week on Grey's Anatomy, tensions run high as the effects of the physician shortage begin to show, and Owen takes over as chief for the day while Bailey finds her joy. Meredith struggles to step away from work as she spends a sick day at home with Zola, and Winston receives an unexpected visit from his brother Wendell as he and Maggie prepare to perform a rare and risky procedure. Meanwhile, Richard steps away from surgery while he awaits evaluation, and Joe's romance with Todd continues to bloom. Ta-da! Ta-da! <laughs> well, lots of things happened, but I had the impression that nothing actually happened. So yeah. I want to be honest with you, Jasmine. I found this episode so, 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 so boring. I loved it. I, I thought it was great. I actually really, really liked this one. I know. I know that you loved it. That's mm -hmm. why I'm so interested in nearing your thoughts. And I really want to know why you like this episode so much because I found it boring. And I explain why, like, for example, I hate when episodes are not focused on Meredith. On Meredith. Mm -hmm. In this episode, Meredith had just three scenes. So she was at home sick with Zola and we had the opportunity, the writers had the opportunity to explore their relationship. They had the opportunity to, for the two of them to have a serious conversation about all the new things that are, that are happening in Meredith's life. I'm talking about a new job. I'm talking about her new love life. So I thought there was an interesting uh, conversation that could have happened. Instead, we got just three, uh, three brief scenes in which nothing happened, apart from the last scene in which Meredith, you know, we'll talk about it later, but in which Meredith told Zola that she's considering moving. And so I thought like, oh, that's it. So this is the, my first reason why I didn't love this episode because Meredith was not in it. I mean, she was, but 
she was not. And the other thing is that the episode was heavily focused on Winston and on Megan Winston as a couple. And I have to say that no matter how perfect Winston is, or maybe just because of how, per- of how perfect he is, I find him so, so boring. Mm. And I just, it's like I cannot connect to him. And it's mm. like I cannot really root f- for this couple because they're cute. So I like them, but they, at least to me, they don't make interesting and exciting and powerful television. But I know you have a different opinion, so I'm really curious to see why you loved it and what you thought about the first Fernanda case. Yeah, I loved it. I, yeah, I know it it just, it focused on things that I thought were interesting and like the pace of this episode. Um, I like Maggie and Winston as a couple. I mean, like I'm not... You know, I'm not invested in them in the level I was, you know, for some of the, the previous couples we've had, but I find them really cute. And it was, I really love seeing them work together as a, as a team and seeing Winston get storylines outside of Maggie, because I think in part because COVID shut everything down and then to season 16, and it still affected season 17, you know, um, he was supposed to have a, a larger storyline there, I, I think. And so, you know, he kind of, he was set up as kind of this perfect guy for Maggie, and we didn't see a lot you know, about him as a person. So I like that they're exploring that more. You know, I like that we got to see them work together as a team. I think Maggie and Winston make a really great team. And uh, I like seeing more of that. You know, I found his storyline with his brother interesting because, you know, we've all, at least to me, like, you know, I, I think we've all met somebody like his brother at some point, you know, always has, you know, Squirmy always has, you know, an answer for everything, you know, set somebody else to make them look the bad guy. Like, you know, I've dealt with people like that before. Um, and so I thought that was interesting. I love Bailey finding her joy, you know, Owen finding his own way to help. Um, the residency program being, you know, under scrutiny, which I think makes sense. Um, I love seeing more of Todd and Joe. I'm loving that relationship. Um, I loved the scene with Teddy. Um, I, I liked Meredith and Zola, you know, having a day at home. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, I like seeing Maggie and Winston connect with the family um, for their patient, you know, seeing Winston kind of reach out to to the son who was obviously struggling. And um, I want to say something about the family that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Of course, Fierce Fernanda was the patient of the week. So this episode was written by um, Beto or uh, Scabs, who's a Brazilian writer on the show. Uh, I think he's the first Brazilian writer on the show, and uh, he wanted to to bring some Brazilian actors and some Brazilian language into the show, and that's why he made the um, the protagonists of, of this case uh, Brazilians, which I thought it was interesting, and I really like when Grace pays homage to other countries. So mm-hmm. I really like that. Yeah, I, I did too. I thought it was interesting. Although the thing that Amy and I kept talking about was, which I wish they'd addressed through dialogue, was that, okay, that, you know, they established this, this girl couldn't fly, and they established why that was, but they never established why Maggie and Winston couldn't fly to where they were to do the surgery, and I wish they'd thrown in some dialogue to establish why that was, you know, for the trip to, you know, have caused her to get sicker, and everyone's freaking out when they've established that, you know, Jackson's got access to a private plane, mm-hmm. um, that I did think I felt like they could have addressed that, but apart from that one little thing, I thought uh, I thought the rest of the case was was really well done. 
I think they kind of addressed it. Uh, at one point, Winston was really mad at uh, Fernanda's uh, parents because basically he, I think that he tells um, Maggie that, you know, he's mad because they could have gotten to the hospital earlier, but they decided to have this trip because they did a crowdfunding or something like that. So they were the ones deciding to to have a trip across the country. Yeah, and I know. I, I just wish they'd flush it out a little bit more, you know? And also what I what I didn't love about this case was that there was a great setup, you know, there was this this girl with mm-hmm. this heart condition and there were all the other characters connected to this girl who were preoccupied for her. So mm-hmm. there, there was this great setup. Yeah. And then when we get to the actual surgery, we just see a few seconds of it. And then there is a, a montage with a song, and then Megan Winston go to their to her parents, and they say everything went well. Fernanda is fine. What I would love to see more were some you know complications during the surgery, some some drama. You know, I wanted the payoff to to feel like earned. Instead, mm-hmm. they were in the surgery, music montage, everything is fine. I just I didn't think that was written really well hmm. yeah no i get that I, like that, that wasn't an issue for me uh something i liked about the was the moment when you know they go tell the family and mm-hmm. maggie's usually the hero in these scenes but there was that moment where you know on that panel i'm on somebody else pointed this out too that you know having you know previously you know been comforting the son winston has that nice moment where they like they make eye contact and he hugs him you know for a little bit longer and mm-hmm. that that really nice moment of like it's yeah. going to be okay. You can forgive yourself. Um, and I thought that was a very nice, subtle moment. I thought that was really well acted as well. So yeah, I, I do, I do, I can appreciate what you're saying. Um, but for, for me, this this storyline landed well. Yeah, yeah. I get, I get what you're saying. This is why I like talking to you about the reason now because we have different opinions very often, and and I like when you have another I, other ideas. And um, speaking of the moment you just mentioned, mm-hmm. I really like to point out a, a thing that I f- found really, really cute. There is this moment in which after talking to Fernanda's parents, Megan Winston, just they're walking away and they give a bump. To the, oh, like the fist bump? The fa- yeah. It's yeah. Great. Oh, great job. And I like that moment because it happens in the background that they're not actually filmed in that moment. And I really like that. Yeah, I like to because it established that like, to me that established that that's a regular thing. Like when a case goes well, they're like, all oh, right, fist bump. Like that's a regular yeah. thing they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really cute. And uh, yeah, I have to say that we send is the perfect husband. I mean, her husband who says to his wife, you're a genius. How can we not call him perfect? And he's right. Maggie is a genius. I also wonder too, like, I wonder, was that in the script film to the fist bump or that was something the actress just did? Yeah, right, right. Who knows? It felt very natural kind of a thing. So, Like something that they improvised because they were not. Yeah. And I really like when these kind of things happen, you know, when these kind of gestures, they're not the focus of the scene because I think it makes a scene even richer, you know? Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and at the day you can you can think there are unscripted moments and th- that makes it even more real so speaking of things that happen in during this episode as as, as we said megan winston for sure where a major focus of the episode, especially Winston. We we delved more into his past, yeah. into his family, and as you said, we got to meet his brother, who is the black sheep of the family. Yeah, I think for good reason. He's such a snake. Oh my god! Right? Oh, so slippery. What a weasel! Yeah, and, and the way he tries to to make Winston f- feel guilty, I was no. like, mm, no, man, that's not right. This is just manipulative. Yeah, and the one the one that got me was when he pulls him aside. It's because, like, right up to this moment when he says this, I was like, okay, he's being a bit slimy here, but you can tell he's had a rough go and he's trying to get ahead. Because, like, Winston's like, you know, you, you'd basically use my name to get this job, you know. And but the moment he's like, you know, like, just like, I, you know, I told him I know Richard Weber. And Winston's like, yeah, but you don't. Like, you don't know any of these people. You know that I know them, but you don't. He's like, well, I, I could if you introduced me. There's one thing to mention that your brother and sister are all these famous heart surgeons, like that's one thing, but to use the name of like your brother's boss that you've never actually met when you didn't attend his, like he could have met these people if he'd bothered to attend Maggie and Winston's wedding, you know? Right. That that was the line that got me because he's acting like everything's Winston's fault, but it's like, well, if he'd attended the wedding, he would know these people. They could have helped him out. And also, you didn't tell Whitson that he had trouble with money. You could have called him. You could have explained to him why he couldn't go to the wedding. Exactly. And like like as Winston repeatedly says, is like, if you told us that financially it was an issue, you know, we would have paid for you to, you know, to come to the wedding, to stay at a hotel, you know. You know, if, if he needed an introduction and he was like, hey, I'm really trying to get my life back on track. Would you please help me? I feel like Winston would have done it as angry as he was if he'd just been honest. Mm-hmm. He would have helped him. And then he has the audacity to, you know, make it sound like their dad, their alcoholic father, who's like their mom spent her money for cancer treatment on his bail, was the good guy. And Winston's yeah. the bad guy. Like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, oh. I agree. And I, I think this is the, just the beginning of this the storyline of, yeah. of for uh, trouble for for Megan Winston. I think he's gonna cause a, a great, uh, a terrible rift between the two of them. I think that he'll cause some serious problems. Yeah, I feel like he is there to be kind of the drama because, like we've said, Megan Winston are pretty perfect for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, without some kind of external drama, there's not much going on there you can really play with. So yeah, I agree. I feel like that is going to be an issue, and I, I want to say on the other side that I really like the actor who, who's uh, I think his name is Ron Flynn, and he was in How to Get Away with Mother, another Shondaland show. Oh, I and... thought I recognized him from something. He looked kind of familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. I've only seen actor. like a couple episodes of that show though. I think he was like in starting in season five and I left that show during season five so I recall him his character a little bit but not Mm. so much but he was in there he was in there and he's a great actor and he's got looking which is great of course yeah he did a really good job I was like you totally believe right portrayal of this slimy fish like you totally believed it yeah 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 yeah. we'll we'll see what he's up to and Mm -hmm. we'll see if if he will cause problems again I think so. Yeah. And so do you want to talk about Meredith and Zola's storyline this episode? 
Oh yeah, yeah. As I as I said at the beginning of our episode, I would have hoped for more sympathy mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. them because I think Zola is such a wise, wise young girl. I would have loved to, to see the two of them talk some more. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that I expected, as I said in, the, in our previous episode, I think we talked about it. Yeah, uh, I expected more drama between the two of them. I thought it was yeah. a bit of a bigger storyline. I thought Marie was going to confide in her and tell her that she went she was considering she was mulling over the idea of moving and i thought she would have she would be mad and she would be like no we're not moving just because you have another boyfriend you know i thought this was where the story was going so i was really surprised to see that there was actually no conflict so in a way i'm happy about it because you know i really love meredith and nick so i like the things are going smoothly on the other hand i'm a little bit sorry because I'm like, I want some drama. So it's like... Yeah, I, I too was expecting drama there. I'm a, I'm a little bit of a drama queen sometimes. So I like my drama. <laughs> and I would love to see some some more, you know, fire. This week, we, we have always seen Zola such a perfect girl. So to see her going against her mother, I think it would be interesting. Who knows? Maybe it will happen in a future episode. We don't know that. But for now, it seems like Zola is, oh, mom, we will follow you anywhere. So it was a yeah. little moment, but I, I, I liked it. I just, I just hope there is more. Yeah, I agree. I was expecting conflict there too. And I was expecting Zola to have the same attachment to Seattle as we, the audience, do. You know, wanting Meredith to stay there. But after watching that scene, the vibe I kind of got was that, you know, Perhaps for Zola, and I, I also hope they're going to explore this more, you know, maybe when it comes up, you know, because obviously Meredith and Zola have to talk to the, you know, Bailey and Ellis about it um, and the other characters. Maybe it'll come up like maybe Bailey will say something, or Ellis will say something, is that for me, I felt like she was going to have the same attachment to Seattle that, that we do. But I kind of got the vibe in their conversation that perhaps Zola no longer has the attachment to Seattle she once did because her dad has died. There are so many primary caregivers, Alex, Christina, um, Lexi, you know, so many people that loved and cared for her there that have died or have moved away, um, that no longer live there, that aren't coming back. You know, like, I feel like I kind of got the vibe that she no longer has the attachment that perhaps she once did because those people are no longer there. And, you know, see either those people are deceased and she can't see them anymore. The people that are still alive, you know, she's, you know, they, they've got to get on a plane or like a train or something to see them anyway. So whether they're in Seattle or Minnesota doesn't make much of a difference. Yeah. And I also kind of felt like maybe because earlier in the episode, you know, Zola and Meredith share the, the thought that, you know, you know, it sucks that they're sick, but it's nice they get to spend time together that they wish they got sick together more often. And I think part of that was probably, okay, Zola didn't want to ruin the moment. You know, she likes having her mom around. If they moved to Minnesota, maybe she's thinking, I'll get to spend more time with my mom because right now Meredith is splitting her time between, you know, Seattle and Minnesota and she's away half the week. You know, her time is already limited as is. So Maybe that was kind of, you know, not wanting to ruin the moment, rolling with the punches, you know, not wanting to, you know, upset her mom. Now they have this lovely time to spend together, even though they're sick. Um, so that was yeah. kind of the the vibe 
that I got. And I'll be interested to see how Bailey and Ellis take uh, take it as well. Maybe, you know, maybe the conflict will come for that. Maybe Bailey or Ellis will have an issue with it. Yeah, I think something w- will definitely happen. And yeah, we'll, we'll see. And as you said, you just reminded me of that scene in which they talk, they, they say to each other, they, they wish they would get um, sick more often. I thought that was really cute. You know, every time I see Meredith with Zola, I, I get so emotional because I still remember when Zola was such a younger, no, a young girl, when she was a toddler in Derek's arms. So, and, and the dance that Derek had with Zola, do you remember this scene? It was, a, I think, like episode 20 of season seven. There is that beautiful ending in which Meredith and Derek are at the hospital and Derek dances with Zola, who's a toddler. And meanwhile, there is the wedding of Kelly in Arizona. Do you remember that scene? Yes, yes. Yeah, it's so cute. So every time I see now Meredith, you know, with Zola, who's almost... Who's, you know, really old. I mean, no, she's not that old. But like, how yeah, old? she's gotten older, yeah. Yeah, but how old is Zola supposed to be? Like 13? No. I, well, last, I don't know, because she was, well, she mentions that Sophia and Zola are the same age. I think Arizona mentions that Sophia is seven in what, season 14? So we're 15, 16, 17, 18. That would make her eight, nine, 10, 11, 11 or 12 around there, I think. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is crazy. It's just a testament to how long this show has been on. Just yeah, God, my God, and and then there was speaking of things that were really cute. Another thing which I thought was really cute, and which I I know that you are really loving this season. I think you might have said in your social media that it might be your favorite pairing this season yes. is Joe and Todd. Yes, I really love them together. I thought the scene with the edible ranger was really cute and kind of quirky. Also, that's a legit edible arrangement. I didn't get the, the word you, you, you just said. The scene with the... Edible arrangement. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with the bananas. Yeah, do, um, do they have those in Italy, the edible arrangements? No, no. Okay, no. so it's a brand. Sorry, I should clarify this. So it's a brand. It's a company. I think they're maybe a North American thing. Wait, it's just the name of the brand, the Edible Arrangement. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. Um, oh, that's, so, I didn't get it. Okay. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, like, and that's what I'm saying. It's a legit one. So you can tell the legit one from like the knockoffs based on the way they look and the shape of the like. Um, the best ones, I suppose. Yeah. So that's like a legit one, like brought to you by Edible Arrangements because, like, that's a legit one. <laughs> Oh, so the episode was sponsored by Edible Arrangements. I guess they were one of the sponsors that one. I mean, if you live in North America, like you, you know what that is. Um, and they are actually good. Like I've been in, a, this has been a few years, but I was in, I've been in situations where like somebody got gifted one at the office, you know, and they are actually pretty good. I mean, they're really expensive. And like, there was a craze where like everybody was all about the Edible Arrangements and they were like, bought you bought them for everything. <laughs> So they don't just look good. So they don't just look great. They also taste great. They also, yeah, they do taste like they're really expensive, and they've kind of died down in popularity. You know, everything goes to the kind of face. But we have one. There's an elbow arrangement shop here in Ottawa, which I walk past sometimes. And yeah, they're good. The best ones, though, like that one. That's the standard. That's like their classic, most popular. But the best tasting one is actually the chocolate strawberries which is what, like, it's what you picture. Basically, it's like they dip the strawberries in chocolate and then it's refrigerated. And so you can get like basically like a bouquet of that looks like roses, but they're like chocolate covered strawberries. Mm. So oh yeah, they're really good. 
Um, so that's a legitimate edible arrangement. So I was like, yes, the, yes to the edible arrangement. Um, and then I really loved the scene when he brought her, her flowers at the end and kind of like apologized and was like, I thought the line where he was like, I've never kissed a, you know, a girl in the library before. And he goes, you know why? And she's like, why do you think they're setting it up as a kiss? And he goes, because libraries are for studying. These flowers are for you. And then he leaves because he, like, he's basically saying like, I would like to kiss you in this library, but you need to study and I respect that. So here are some nice flowers. Sorry about the blunder earlier. We'll grab dinner some other time. I thought it was so cute. And the look on Joe's face when she like looks at the flowers after he leaves was just so sweet. I love their chemistry. I yeah. like seeing Joe happy. We haven't seen Joe happy in years. Oh my um, God, a lot of time. Since Alex left her, basically, basically. Basically, and even before that, there was so much stuff going on. And right. I really like Skylar Austin. Uh, I like this. I think this is a good role for him. Um, like I said, I loved him on Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. But one of my issues with that storyline, uh, spoilers if you haven't seen that show, but basically is that there was a love triangle between him this other character, Simon and Zoe. And while I loved, um, when I loved uh, his character and Zoe as friends, I didn't think they worked as a pairing. And I thought she worked better with the other guy. And so those guys dated and we, in season one, and then second season started and we found out they'd broke, like those two broke up, they got together, but they didn't work as a couple. So like, I didn't love their, I thought they had platonic chemistry, but not romantic chemistry. But in this pairing, I think they do have strong romantic chemistry. So yeah, yeah I'm really loving it. And like, they're literally the only couple I'm invested in right now. Like there's other couples I like, but they're really the only one I'm, I'm invested in. And I know, I know what you're going to say, but don't, don't, don't take my joy. Okay. I have joy right now. No, 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 no. I'm not going to steal your joy. Please don't steal my joy. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna be the Grinch. I'm. I'm not. But I, I get what you're saying because they're they're really really cute. I, I like the two of them as well. And also, there is another thing that I want to say is that the show is called Grey's Anatomy, and as much as as it is an ensemble, I think that Meredith Grey is the so- focus of the show. So I'm very invested to Mer- into Meredith's storylines and all the storylines that are connected somehow to her. Right now, Joe seems to live in another show, like the Joe Wilson spin-off. So I'm not very attached to her storylines because I'm like, mm, why am I supposed to care so much about this character when the main protagonist of our story doesn't know a thing about what's going on in her life right now? So this is what's in my mind every time I see Joe right now. And I know you don't feel the same way and I'm happy that people enjoy, still enjoy a character. I hope, I am happy that you're enjoying this storyline, but I just wish the writers would have some scenes between Meredith and Joe, you know? Yeah, that I do agree with. Like, I'm really loving it, but that's been my big issue since Alex left, which is that I was, I keep expecting scenes and we're not getting them and there should be a greater connection there. So I do agree with that criticism and I, I, I do get what you're saying. But for right now, I'm feeling the joy and I feel like you have to, like Bailey, you got to find mm. the pockets of joy where you can. I, 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 can, I, can I say that I loved, completely loved Bailey's storyline. Yes, yes, we do. I think it was my favorite storyline to see her so joyous and just jumping around the hallway telling everyone, oh, happy, how happy I am to be back on so many surgeries I thought that was really funny I love Betty I just love her yeah and I love this scene too when she comes out of the doors and her and Perez like I feel like her and Perez have a really good 
chemistry like as a like like they play off each other well you know yes yes they do they do they're just a great comedic duo yes i feel like they bonded like i kind of got the vibe that like they bonded since we last saw them on screen together over link's fat shaming being like screw this guy like i feel like they definitely i don't know i just got a vibe that like at some point like they definitely went and got smoothies together at some point you know and talked crap about like like i just kind of got that vibe like yeah 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 you totally believe that get that, that vibe you know it's, yes it's real yeah absolutely yeah like one person to another like the kind of that vibe where like you meet somebody else and you share an experience with them and so that kind of just bonds you in a certain way i definitely got that vibe and i just loved her joy and her being like nope you gotta talk to owen you know i i got you know i i got i got i gotta go do this surgery and and the joy of that i love seeing seeing bailey find her joy again made me feel joy and that made me really happy <laughs> yeah yeah me too oh and then thinking of the opposite of joy we have the you know when we find out why that woman is actually there the fact that the residency program is uh, in jeopardy we, we had the last scene was a big shocking cliffhanger so it just that storyline the fact that the residency program is in jeopardy is very interesting to me because mm -hmm. it feels like a final season storyline you know since we know how much stress has been has been put each in the show and the fact that this is a teaching hospital that Weber and was the biggest and most important mentor of them all how Meredith was an intern and you know to see now that the residency program is in jeopardy the same program which saw Christina, Hezi, Alex, uh, George be a part of it I think it's interesting and if 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 Grey's Anatomy had been already renewed for season 19 I would have thought this could have been like the beginning of the end. Yeah yeah and I know what you mean something that Amy said after we saw that was um, that, you know, that it kind of made sense that they're investigating the program because, you know, when the show started off, you know, it was, it was the program, you know, it was yeah. the place to be. And, you know, now it's the, the program is really floundering, you know, so it makes sense, you know, and some, you know, patient died, you know, some pretty risky stuff has been done. So it, it makes sense that, you know, um, that, you know, the, the accreditation board or, you know, whoever's in charge of that would be, uh, would be looking into it. Well, yes, yes, yes. I think, I, I think, well, I think we're in for a very interesting storyline. And I, I mean, I guess you saw the promo for next week's episode. I, I yeah. thought I, this was like a filler episode, but I think the starting next episode, things will go to, to climax and crazy, crazy things will happen. Bailey will feel sick and, and um, you know, strange things will happen. I think we're in for an interesting last final rush of episode yeah I, I think so too and Amy and I were trying to theorize you know what's you know because uh, that's what we were saying you know we, they can't keep up the Minnesota Seattle storyline you know it's already dragon you can't have you know you can't have an entire season 19 of that so we we're trying to theorize you know what's gonna cause it you know some people are theorizing Hamilton's gonna die and that's gonna you know send Meredith you know back to Seattle um after we saw the promo Amy was wondering if you know, perhaps uh, Bailey, you know, if she has another heart attack, you know, has to be admitted, you know, mm -hmm. with Richard out of commission, they'll need somebody else to step up and take over as chief, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Owen's also been injured. You know, she married in the past has expressed an interest in being chief. So we're wondering if perhaps she's going to, you know, because her whole thing about Minnesota was she said to Nick, I don't think I can go back and just be chief of general after working on something that's big. But if she took over as chief, even as interim chief, that mm-hmm. would, you know, I think kind of fill that void. I would hate it. I would completely hate it. Why? Because, because I, 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 this is something that I, that I really dread. The fact that they're going to end up with Meredith being the chief of the hospital. And I tell you why. Uh, because in this show has been said multiple times how the, the position of chief deprives you of surgery, of actually surgery. Mm-hmm. And it's just a lot of paperwork. And I always felt like Meredith is all about surgery, is all about ends on deck. I feel like she wants to be in the front row, not in the back dealing with all the paperwork. So even though, of course, it is a prestige role, I think a prestigious role, I feel like it's not who Meredith is as a a character, as, Mm. as a person. So... I, I wouldn't find that ending satisfying for her. I'm not sure it'd be her ending though. I'm like, I'm not suggesting that. I think that's something that could happen, like interim chief. I, I, I just would not like it for this reason. But I think that one of the, the things that could keep her in Seattle is the fact that all this, the fact that the program is in jeopardy, the fact that yeah. everything at Seattle Grace right now is collapsing, everything is going right, really south really fast mm. I think that might be the reason for Meredith to say this is my home I'm gonna do everything possible to fix it I I have to work here yeah well that, that's that's kind of what I was saying though because I feel like yeah. I could see her taking over as interim chief or like you like rotating those responsibilities maybe with other staff members helping to get the program back online you know helping to fix things and that mm. kind of being part of what keeps her in in Seattle you know yeah kind of what I was thinking um well I'm very curious again because uh, what makes me so curious about this storyline is what are they going to do in season 19 you know yeah I'm like what do they have in mind yeah where are they going because I feel like they've kind of done it all yeah 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 absolutely so I think we are at one of my favorite moments the favorite quote Mm. or Scene. What was yours? You know, I don't think I had a specific. Um, well, actually, I, I think. Well, I think my top one would probably be the library scene between mm-hmm. Joe and Todd, uh, because I've already talked about that. I would say is a second, probably uh, a lot of any of Winston scenes in this episode, mm-hmm. specifically the ones where he was talking to the the brother of the patient. I really yeah. love those. Um, yeah, I'd say those those are kind of be my top picks. Uh, what about you? A difficult one. As I said, I didn't love this episode. Mm. Um, oh my God, what's my favorite? Well, maybe the last scene between Meredith and Zola. Mm. Yeah, which Zola says to her that she and their brothers would follow her, would follow her anywhere. Yeah. Mm. To, see, to see her so attached to her mother, I think it's very enduring and, and great. Because every time I see the two of them, as I said, you know, you see how much Zola has grown, but also you remember something that Derek once told Meredith. I want us to have children because if something happens to me, I do not want you to be alone. So to see that Meredith is not alone and that 
is part of Derek's legacy, of course. I, I think it's very moving. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was sweet too. So that's our show. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe, like, rate, and review. And of course, tell your friends. Our theme song is inspired by Kevin McLeod. You can find us on Twitter at DancyLogPod and on Instagram at Anatomy. Until next time, I'm Giuseppe. And I hope that I'm going to test negative in the following days. Me too. And I'm Jasmine. And this is Dancing Out. A Grey's Anatomy podcast. Thank you.